0: Please go with me to the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, and we're going to go to chapter 14, and we're going to read a couple of scriptures. We're going to be reading from verse 20 right down to verse 33. It's a very well-known passage of scripture, and it talks about two men that did something wow. And so what wow stands for is walking on water. Amen. So we we see in this passage, number one, Jesus, the Son of God, wowed us. He walked on water and then Peter followed his example. And the Bible says that Peter got out of the boat and he also walked on water. Hallelujah. So we're talking about wow faith this morning. But let's read together Matthew 14 verse 20. And this is what it says. It says, they all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that was left over. The number of those who ate were, was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now, now, the reason why I included these two scriptures, because our main passage of scripture is actually from verse 22. But the reason why I included these two was just to give us some context this morning. Verse 22 says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was alone and the boat was already a considerable A considerable distance from the land. It was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the water. Hallelujah. Say, wow. Wow. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, say wow, hallelujah, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when, they, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you Hallelujah. for the reading of your word this morning. We thank you that you will speak to us today. And we thank you that your word brings revelation this morning. We thank you that every word that proceeds from your mouth will not return void or empty, but it will accomplish what it's been set out to do. We pray and we say, Lord, fulfill your mission today in our hearts and in our lives. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So how many of you know, all of us have faith this morning, but many of us have sinking faith and that means that every time things get rough every time things get stormy every time things get chaotic we sink but how many of you are tired of sinking hallelujah amen i'm the first one to raise my hand this morning i'm tired of sinking hallelujah i I don't want sinking faith no 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 this morning we're talking about having wow faith I, i want walking on water The faith. And in this passage of scripture, there are a few good lessons and principles that we can learn and that will teach us how to have wow faith. Amen. And principle number one is found in verse 22. Listen to what it says. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. I I, I don't think you heard me. The Bible does not say that the devil made them get into the boat. The Bible says that Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. Principle number one this morning. Certain storms are unavoidable. There are certain storms that we will face in life that we cannot avoid. There are certain storms that we will face in life that that man, that God will not take us around that storm, but God will take us through the storm. Hallelujah. Uh, When I read this and I I saw Jesus made them get into the boat, I I had to ask this question. And the question that I asked was, did Jesus know that a storm was coming? I, I believe that he did, because Jesus was the son of God. And I, and I believe that before we had weather apps on, on, on our cell phone, I believe Jesus really tapped into a weather app. And Jesus must have been looking at the weather app and he must have seen, hey, there's a storm coming. And he, he told the disciples, man, you need the storm. Wow. Uh, so, so he told them, get into the boat. And, and, and here's why I believe Jesus told them to get into the boat. To cross over and and to face a storm. We need to understand this morning. There are two reasons why storms are sent our way. Number one, the first reason why we will be confronted by storms is, is this certain storms are sent to correct us. Amen. Certain storms are sent. To correct us. If you don't believe me, ask Jonah. God gave Jonah an assignment. Jonah decided, I, I man, I'm not gonna do it God's way, I'm gonna do it my way. And Jonah decided to run away from God's assignment for his life. And the Bible says that as he ran away, Jonah got onto this boat. And he got caught up in the storm, and then he got swallowed by this great big fish. And it was while he was in the storm, in the belly of a great fish, that he realized, man, I, 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 I'm on the wrong track, and I need to, I need to correct my this the decision that I made. And many times in life. We we, we we are faced with certain storms so that God can correct something on the inside of us. It might be a, a mindset. It might be a sinful habit. It might be some decision that you have made and it's taking you off, off the path. It's taking you off your destiny. It's moving you away from the mission and the purpose that God has for you. And so what happens is God will send A storm It's an unavoidable storm But the storm has not been sent to destroy you The storm has been sent to correct you Hallelujah And so Jonah found himself in a storm That corrected him It got him back on track It got him back on his purpose And on his destiny And on the mission that God had for him The second reason why I believe God sends storms our way and, and this is the one we're going to zone in on this morning, because this is the one I believe that the disciples was facing. The second reason why there are unavoidable storms is because, number two, a storm is used to perfect us. Many times we go through storms so that our faith can grow. So that, uh, so that we can mature in the things of God. You say, but Pastor Ash, man, is that thing. Listen, don't ask me. You want to ask God. I, I, I fight with God all the time about this one. I, I tell God so many times. I've told God, you know what, Lord. Man, just let life be good and smooth sailing. I, I will, I will, I will trust you and I will believe you for everything. But how many if you know it's, life doesn't work like that, man? When life is good, man, we forget about God, and that's the problem. And so many times, just as a reminder, just to strengthen our faith, just to perfect our faith, God will send the storm to perfect you. Amen. Uh, 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 and if you don't believe me, man. Besides asking the disciples, you are going to ask the three Hebrew boys. The Bible says that they were faced with an unavoidable storm. Uh, God never made a way for them to get around the storm, around the fiery furnace. God was taking them right through it. Amen. And, 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 and what they found was that when they went through the storm, Hallelujah! Like right they in the middle of the storm, they, they their faith was perfected. Like right they in the middle of the storm, they received a revelation of who the God was. Hallelujah! The same like the like the disciples, they were in the middle of a storm and they were about to be wowed. They were in the middle of a storm and they were about to meet a God that can walk on water. Hallelujah! man! I, 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 I was thinking about this and, and I was thinking about these three Hebrew boys and, and can you imagine their testimony after they came out of this fiery furnace? Man, I, I imagine someone coming to them years later, sitting down with Shadrach and saying, Shadrach, man, I, I don't know if I can carry on. I, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know, I don't know if, 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 if this marriage is for me. I don't know if I must give up on my purpose and on my destiny. I don't know if God really called me. I don't know if I can make it through this pandemic. And I just hear Shadrach saying to that, to, that, to, that, to that person saying, you know what? Many years ago, I was in the middle of an impossible situation. I was in the middle of a storm. I was thrown into a fiery furnace. But right there in the middle of the furnace, I came face to face with Jesus. Hallelujah. I Right there in the middle of the furnace, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was being abandoned by God. But in the middle of the storm, Jesus appeared and he didn't abandon me. And I want to encourage you this morning that our God will not abandon you in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter. I'm speaking to someone this morning. It doesn't matter how hard life is right now It doesn't matter how tough it is for you I'm here to encourage you today Some storms we cannot avoid And this storm That you might be going through a storm Where God wants to reveal more of himself to you You might be going through a storm Where God wants to perfect you God wants to mature you God wants to increase your faith Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah. And so the disciples was in the middle of the storm. And they were about to receive a wow moment. They were about to be wowed by Jesus. But before we get there this morning, let's just go back to verse 23. I want to show you something this morning that just blessed me. Verse 23 says, it says, after he dismissed the crowd, he went up onto the mountainside by himself to pray. So Jesus just fed 5,000 or more than 5,000 people. He tells the disciples, get into the boat, go ahead of me, cross over to the other side. Then he dismisses the crowd. And now the Bible says that Jesus goes up onto the mountain to pray. Now, I never knew this, but historians tell us that the very spot that they believe they found where Jesus prayed on the mountain, man, this is powerful. They say that Jesus had an open view of the lake, he had an open view of the Sea of Galilee. As he was praying, he had an open view of the journey of the disciples in the boat ah man isn't that powerful yeah we find the disciples they're in the boat they're busy rowing and here the storm comes the bible describes the storm it says it was a headwind there was this gale force wind that was blowing they were frustrated they were getting tired. And, and I'm sure in the middle of that storm, they felt that they were all alone. But what they, what they didn't know was that Jesus was on the mountain. That he had a view. He could see their journey. He knew what they were going through. And you know what the Bible says? And he was praying. Hallelujah. Come on. I mean, I, I believe Jesus was on that mountain. He was watching them. He saw the, the storm coming, and he, and he started praying, and he started saying, Father, I thank you that they're strong enough. Uh, Father, I thank you that they can make it through the storm. Uh, Father, I thank you that the storm, uh, man, the storm will not kill them. The storm will not destroy them, but the storm will perfect them in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 21 says this, It says, for a man's ways are before, listen to this, the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. And he ponders all his parts. Man, isn't that powerful? The word of God says that our ways, our journey, is under the eye. It is before the eye of God. I want you to know this morning you might feel like you're all alone, But God's eye is upon you. Hallelujah. God is watching over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen to Romans 8. Romans 8.34. Listen to this. This is powerful. It says this. It says, who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, was raised from the dead. Who is seated at the right hand of God interceding with the father for us isn't that powerful what the scripture is saying is that jesus and it links up with ephesians chapter one it says that jesus that after he died he rose from the grave After he rose from the grave, he ascended up into heaven. The Bible says that he is now seated in a position of power, in a position of authority. He is now seated at the right hand side of his father in heavenly places, Far above all principalities and powers, and then the Bible says, "And He is interceding for us." Amen. Our God is still the same God, the same Jesus, whose eye was on the disciples. His eyes upon you. His eyes upon your family. His eyes upon your marriage. His eyes upon your children. His eyes upon your business. And the Bible says that Jesus intercedes for us. And I love this. It says the. Verses and says, and he intercedes with the Father. Amen, the whole God in. they interceding. They're praying for you and me. The eye, the eye of God is upon you. God is watching you. God knows what you're going through. But God, man, Jesus is interceding for you. He's praying for you. And this morning I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Hallelujah. This morning I want to encourage you. You can do it. This morning, I want to encourage you. You're strong enough. This morning, I want to encourage you that there is no storm that can destroy the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You see, many times in life, when we are faced with a strong headwind, we might feel like we're alone But God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. Jesus is watching over you. And he's praying for you. Hallelujah. And just like he did it for the disciples. He continues to do it for us today. In Jesus name. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 25 says this. It says in the fourth watch of the night. Jesus came to them walking on water the fourth night or the fourth watch was just before dawn it was not the darkest hour it was the hour they really made it through the darkest hour man the sun was about to come up and now jesus comes walking on the water and when i read this (laughs) i asked jesus i asked god I, i prayed and i said lord why did you not come at the first watch? <laughs> you know when, when, when the storm, when the storm just hit, yeah. uh, 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 why didn't you come at the why didn't you come at the second watch? Mm. Where it felt like my arms were breaking. It felt like I just couldn't row anymore. I mean, uh, uh, why didn't you come at the third watch? You come at the fourth watch. When the sun is about to come up. That is where... I I believe that the reason why God comes at the... Or Jesus comes at the fourth watch. Is because again, I want want you to get this this morning. I believe that he knows... God knows that you're strong enough. God knows that you have the faith. You have the power to get through the storms of life. I mean, uh, for the disciples, for example... A few hours ago, they just saw, they just experienced one of the greatest miracles. They saw Jesus feeding over 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fish. And now they were in the storm and God was telling them, man, I'm still the same God. And if I could do that, I can get you through the storm. So just hold on a little longer. Hallelujah. And Jesus came at the fourth watch. Jesus came, let me hear, I want you to hear this, at the right time. God's timing is always perfect. I'm speaking to someone this morning. You're saying, Pastor Ash, man, I've been rowing, and I've been rowing, and I've been rowing, and, and, and this season... It really seems long, and man, all I need is a break. I'm here to encourage you today. This morning, don't give up because God's eye is upon you. Don't give up because Jesus is praying for you. Don't give up. Because at the right time, your breakthrough is coming. At the right time, you're going to experience a wow moment. At the right time, you're going to experience greater faith. At the right time, you're going to experience a fresh revelation of just how powerful your God is. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. I want you to see this this morning. And this really is what I want us to zone in on again this morning. The disciples, you can read this story on your own, Matthew chapter 14. They did not freak out because of the storm. Mm -hmm. They freaked out because they thought they saw a ghost. They didn't freak out because of the storm. They freaked out because they thought, man, the devil was going to take them out. Sure. Uh, you've heard me teach on this before. But the Jewish people believed that when the storm became chaotic, when, uh, when the sea, sorry, became chaotic and a storm arose, that that entire, that the sea was now under the control of demonic power. So when Jesus came walking on the water, they thought that they were seeing a devil. They thought that they were encountering the demonic. And, and, and they they freaked out because they thought, hey "Amen, the devil is about to wipe us out." And so, when Jesus comes walking on the water, ah, man, Jesus is showing them that there is no demonic power, ah, there is no satanic influence, there is no curse that can destroy the power of God. Ah. You might feel like you cursed this morning. You might feel like you're under spiritual attack this morning. But I'm here to encourage you that the devil is under your feet. Uh, Jesus demonstrated it to the disciples. He was showing them he came walking on water. Somebody say "Wow." wow. Wow. Walking on water. Wow. Jesus as he came walking on water. He was standing, making a statement in the spirit. He was destroying a myth. He was destroying a stronghold. He was destroying a mindset in the minds of his disciples. He was telling them that, man, I've got this, that there is no demon in hell that can take you out if you put your trust in me. Yes. Hallelujah! come on, come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is a powerful lesson. This is a powerful lesson. Because what Jesus was teaching his disciples here was something powerful. And this was the first time I saw this. Every time that Jesus and his disciples crossed over to the other side, they went because... They had an assignment. They went because they were on a mission. When you go to Mark chapter 5, the Bible says that Jesus and his disciples crossed over to the other side. They got into the boat. Jesus went down into the stern. The Bible says he went, he grabbed a pillow and he went to sleep. And as they were crossing over, they encountered a storm the storm was sent to stop them, to frustrate them, and really to stop them from fulfilling their mission and their destiny. Their mission at that time, the Bible says, when they crossed over to the other side, was to reclaim territory. You see, on the other side, the Bible says that there was a demonic. There there, there was a demon-possessed man. And he had so much power that he had control over the territory. He had control over this region. The Bible says no one was able to pass that way. Man, because he would chase them away. He would hurt them. He would go after them. They would tie him up with chains. He was living among the tombs. But nothing could hold this man down. And so now, Jesus and his disciples, they get over to the other side. And they come face to face with this with this demonic they come face to face with a with a rule with a ruling spirit a spirit that was controlling an entire region and you know what the bible says that the disciples do not freak out and the reason why they don't freak out is because jesus just demonstrated his power by walking on water Jesus just demonstrated his power over the storms of life Jesus just demonstrated His power over demonic forces. So now they faced with an even bigger devil, and they stand there and they say, "Ah, you don't scare us, devil, because we've got Jesus on our side. We've got a walking on the water Jesus. We've got a supernatural Jesus. We've got a Jesus that is stronger than any demonic force." In Jesus' name. And so the reason what many times why we go through storms that we cannot avoid is because God, number one, wants you to receive the same revelation. God wants you to receive a revelation of his power today. God wants you to know that he can do the impossible. God wants you to know that nothing is too hard for him. God wants you to know that the devil is under his feet. God wants you to know, hallelujah, with Jesus in the boat, you can smile at the storm. God wants you to know that with Jesus on your side, amen, no devil or no demon in hell can destroy the purpose and the destiny that God has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus shows up he walks on order, they cross over to the other side, and on the other side, the Bible says there is a region again that is completely dominated by sickness and disease. And Jesus again was crossing over to reclaim territory. Hallelujah. And, and this morning, I want you to know the reason why it is so important. That we make it through the storms of life is because I believe that there is still in your life, in your family, that God wants to reclaim in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The enemy has been stealing from you for generations. The enemy has been stealing your peace. He's been stealing your joy. He's been stealing your finances. And God is saying this morning, enough is enough. I'm taking back what the enemy has stolen. But you've got to receive a revelation from God this morning that he can do anything. When we started this year, our prophetic theme as a church was believing God for the supernatural. Come on, this is what it's all about, church. This is what it's all about. Man, when we, hit, and when we are hit by storms, man, I, I, and I think I want to end here this morning because this really is my main point. Amen. There were some more things that I wanted to say, but I'm going to end here this morning. When you are faced with a storm, I want you to do two things. One thing, I want you to pray, but I want you to ask two questions. I want you to pray and say, Lord, this is a storm that I cannot avoid. Now tell me, God, has this storm been sent to correct me? Because if it has been sent to correct me, then this morning I pray, God, and I say, Lord, search my heart. Come on. on. Father, if there is any Sinful ways within me. Come and cleanse me this morning. Father, if this storm has been sent to correct me, then I surrender to your will. I surrender to you today. I say, Lord, you direct my path. If this storm is sent to correct me, to get me back on track, then God, today I repent. And I say, Lord God, get me back on track. I'm coming back home, Lord Jesus. Just like you did it with Jonah. Father, I'm coming back in the name of Jesus. Mm. The second thing I want you to pray is to pray and say, God, if the storm has been sent to perfect me, come. Then Lord, in the middle of the storm, grow my faith. Come on, In the middle of the storm, give me a revelation of just how powerful you are. In the middle of the storm, Lord God, increase my territory. In the middle of the storm, O Lord God. Lord let me know without a shadow of a doubt That your eye is upon me Hallelujah That you are watching over me In the middle of the storm Just like you did with the child, with the three Hebrew boys uh, Lord God give me a revelation of who you are In the middle of the storm Just like you did with the disciples uh, Come and wow me uh, Lord God in the middle of the storm uh, Come and walk on water In the middle of the storm God Come and do something powerful In the middle of the storm Come and mature me And perfect me In Jesus name Hallelujah 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 Come on praise the Lord We serve a walking On the water Jesus A strong and mighty Tower Jesus He's the lily of the valley, Jesus. He's the one that can set you free. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on, we serve a supernatural God. Yes. We serve a God who has all power. Mm-hmm. We serve a God who has all authority. Yes. And again, this morning, I want to encourage you that there is not one storm. It doesn't matter how chaotic life might be and seem right now. I'm here to encourage you this morning that all power belongs to our God. Hallelujah! Amen. That our God is a Wow God. Yes. He's a walking on water God. Hallelujah! Come on, He's a walking on water God, and He will save you. He will. He is there for you this morning. And so, in the middle of what we are facing, even as a people, as a country, today. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage even South Africa today and say that our God is more than able, that nothing is too hard for him. That at the right time, at the right hour, God will break through for you. He will break through for your family. He will break through for South Africa in Jesus name. COVID has got a name. And if it has a name, it has to bow to the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And so, man, I want to encourage you in this season, don't allow fear to get you down. Like Pastor Jen said during praise and worship, don't allow fear to get you down. Don't allow fear to paralyze you in Jesus' name. You know what Jesus did when when he approached the boat and they were freaking out? He shouted at them. He said, take courage. I'm here this morning to encourage you. This morning, take courage. Don't lose heart in the name of Jesus. Take courage. Hallelujah! You can do this. Uh, take courage. And then he said something powerful. He says, "It is I." He used the divine title in the in the in in the in the King James version. He says, uh, uh, "Take courage. I am." I'm here to tell you this morning that the I am. That I am. God Almighty Himself is with you in the middle of your storm. And that He's here to deliver you. He's here to set you free. He's here to increase you. He's here to perfect you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.